0: Come a pace,
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you welcome to the Pendant Shakespeare, the as yes, you like it, Act Three, Part Two. I'm your director, Swen Halverson, and I'm joined by, by my assistant director, George Linfield. Hello. And the dramaturge, or what's your title again,
0: Landon? <laughs> dramaturge. <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> man's be and yes, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Good wit seconded, with the child
1: and we're starting here on... It's actually the scene three, because it's part two. But uh, this one I directed. And we have Touchstone and Audrey.
0: These two are fun. For the truth, is the most and it's been a while. I don't
1: remember who, who plays these people.
0: <laughs> well, of course, we have uh, Finn MK as Touchstone. And uh, this episode also introduces uh, Zoe von Embler as Audrey. And, and then now, the Boulder, <laughs> who do we have as Jock? Uh, Christopher Gilstrap. <laughs> No, truly. And he's kind and of in the background, just really savored. annoyed by honesty, to to their, act. uh. A honey, a sauce to they're really uh, flamboyant, I should say. <laughs> they're, flamboy- <laughs> they're flamboyant in love.
1: Most of his lines are written truly. as a side, and, and honestly, it's hard to know where to put them in the, the, in the play when that's done, Good but uh, I hope an it, an it comes deep across.
2: It's difficult, isn't it, when. He's kind of like loitering behind to, to give that like sense of depth whilst retaining the comedy side of things it's not funny if he's like oh, actually with them this idea like right. that they can't hear anything he's saying despite him being so close i find quite funny
0: it's one of those things that was specifically designed for the stage. So when you try and bring it into the audio audioscape, you have to get creative.
2: Absolutely.
1: And coming soon, we have Sir Oliver Martext, or also Hyman, which is because of the, the uh, fantasy thing. Uh, Landon decided to have him as a the god Hyman. Can you tell us about Hyman?
0: <laughs> um, so, we have Keith Morrison playing the character, and Hyman is in the original text, actually, as his own character. Um, and it kind of. Like, a lot of adaptations will actually leave him out, or they'll replace him with a different character. Um, I thought because we're doing a straight fantasy. Uh, it would be kind of interesting to actually combine Hyman with Sir Oliver. Uh, because Sir Oliver only really appears in this act. And he's referenced later, but, you know, he's not really that important. Uh, but I thought it would be more interesting to make a not-so-important character more important by actually making him the same
2: person. And that's kind of the typical thing of God's to do to walk among men in disguise I think the idea of disguise fits really well with this play as well it's a really good decision
1: yep he starts off pretty much without any effects on his voice um, and for the godlike effects I uh, did some uh, reverse echoes and some thunders and some
0: <laughs> some other stuff the the her bells so man have his desires. And as pigeon's bill, yeah, I also thought it would be one of those things where when people got to it, they were like, wait a minute, did I miss something? It's like, no, you didn't miss something. It's just you got to listen to the next episode to get it. <laughs> or actually, two episodes later. Because he shows back up again in Act 5. Yeah, we're about
2: to start working on putting that episode together, so. Yep. I were
0: better to be married. Which will be a good episode.
2: That is a is like sneak peek well, into the well production I'll process for you guys for listening to the director's commentary there.
0: Go thou with me and let me counsel thee. Come, sweet Audrey. We must be married or we must live in
3: bondage.
2: I think we're coming Farewell, up to the kind of Oliver. transformation, oh, aren't we? Oh,
1: oh, Touchstone had Oliver. a line me that me was aside, so he went in the center for a oh, little bit the audio field I
0: always find it interesting when Shakespeare gives a character who's you know doing their own thing he gives them an aside just kind of out of the blue that happens a little bit in uh, Julius Caesar also
1: this uh, piece was originally ended a little bit more abruptly but I added some more reverb on it just to keep it going out longer to fit the scene speaking of, of which all the music in this play is we're using the music of
2: uh,
3: stephen O'Brien.
2: uh yes stephen o'brien <laughs> the name <laughs> left me for a little bit
1: <laughs> very
2: is talented stephen
3: O'Brien. Than Mary. i really like his work Judas it's his really good children if faith his hair is of a good color he's kind of An got a, a really good range Your was ever the only um, in his work so it does allow us to, to kind of
2: stick with one artist and give it a really strong and kind of a cohesive sense when Diana, it comes to
3: music of <laughs> definitely
1: and this scene george linfield directed
3: and we have uh,
1: Rosalind and Celia.
3: Yes, uh, played by
0: Alexander Elroy and yes. Olivia Steele. I think
3: he not a personal nor horse dealer, but for his verity in love, I do think him as concave as a covered goblet or a worm-eaten nut.
0: And not Olivia is really flexing the yes, uh, the British in, accent there. But
3: I think he is not <laughs> in. You have heard him swear down
0: downright... george how good is this accent
2: i didn't even realize she wasn't British. Besides, <laughs> yeah if you listen nice. to the last
1: play the i don't she think she has one in that it one
3: in on Duke, <laughs> she was I um yeah, yeah that was one reason so we cast her
0: for the role know. is because she did the accent but so well
3: fathers when there is such a man as orlando Oh, you know, it matched. Man. It would
2: it, be interesting <laughs> for me, what's, what's words, kind of the opinion of helps, British versus, versus
3: American Because obviously you
2: guys have done a couple more of these that that than, uh, than I have. Like it would be interesting, a noble like, goose. What, when do you choose but to go with British found found the British accent or an American accent? Or, you know, other countries, like European, different European...
3: decision process there. Who you saw sitting by well, I think we will have this turf, misconception that a British accent
0: makes a Shakespeare play sound mistris- more sophisticated,
3: well,
0: and uh, really, if you someone doesn't do it right, it can, can make it sound more pompous bled, than sophisticated. The <laughs> <complexion> <laughs> um, because the the goal should not be how the characters sound. The char- the the goal should be how the characters disdain, act, how their how their performances conveyed.
2: And, I shall um, and so I've
0: heard great. Great Shakespeare performances with a British accent. Love, a I've heard great ones with an American accent. I have no preference either way. Um, but because I am American, I am also partial to American accents sometimes. So, um... <laughs> not really biased, just, you know, I, I that's what I'm used to hearing.
2: Yeah, exactly. Do not,
0: Phoebe, say that but I think you can get not, great performances not with those. The common executioner whose heart have their the custom <laughs> sight of death makes yeah, hard, uh, falls not the axe upon the humble neck, but first <laughs> begs was, pardon.
2: Will you sooner be yeah, than he that dies and lives by want. bloody drops? Like, they're, they're basically acting, um, I would not this scene in the middle of it. and you don't really want like, the chickens <laughs> to overpower what <laughs> they're saying. Although, in reality, we were being entirely realist, um, and very it very would be a lot more chicken noises. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> But, yeah, going, going
2: back to the point on accents, um, I think that's, It's an interesting one because, obviously, kind of, contemporary cinema casts, like, the, the British accents, like, a classic, kind of, uh, evil villain voice. In, like, contemporary American cinema. So I just wanted, I was just interested in, kind of, what, what your thoughts were on that. I personally kind of think it's a really... Too much of, a, of an issue when it comes to Shakespeare, <laughs> because it <laughs> works almost
3: transcendently <laughs> and pressure yeah, yeah. so. like thy Just but now my another eyes, world. Which I
0: right? Yeah. I mean, you can do you can do Shakespeare with any accent, and it's going to come across well as long as the performance is awesome. Oh, it really doesn't have anything to do with the accent in here. my book. You meet in some fresh
2: and we are lucky to have then uh, shall a really you strong know cast at that, that
3: time come
2: so, near me um
3: when that time comes a in me with this my scene marks. scene Fitting we're in scene 5 now as till that time i show we've got
2: silvius bb um corinna and then see rosalind and celia who might be your mother so debating uh, on love
3: exalt and all at once over the wretched what,
0: that um have no Laura E Creek, uh, excuse me no Laura E Rich Creek <laughs> uh place Phoebe here uh, uh, we have Matt Chily as Sylvius and uh, Alan Oyman as Corn
3: why do you look on me I see no more in you than in the ordinary of nature's cell work
0: and that's oh, our cast I think tonight. everyone's I been think introduced to already yeah I was to say. No it's
1: sad did you introduce Corn
3: Ah, uh yes she's not your Inky brows, but, your black silk at this hair, your fugle eyeballs, bit. or your cheek of cream that can entay my spirits to your worship. You, foolish shepherd, wherefore do you follow her? Like foggy south puffing with wind and rain. You are a thousand times a properer man than she, a woman. So the chickens, um kind of what I, I had in mind with children.
0: putting the chickens in the script was—it reminded and me a little bit of Lord of, of the Rings, where <laughs> in show the, show the Shire they've got all those but chickens just and just stuff running very around.
2: Yeah. and,
3: very and, very
0: and, very and, very and very so I was a little mindful of that when I put it in there.
3: For I must tell you, friendly, in your ear.
0: Of course, they're in a forest, so.
3: Yeah, no it brings
2: everything back down to earth, as well.
3: The man mercy, love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, take his offer. Foul is most foul. Like you wouldn't
2: expect scoffer, these kind of conversations to happen in a shepherd, in well. within a they flock of chickens in a chicken pen.
3: Chide a year together. I had rather hear you chide than this man woo. He's fallen in love with your father, <laughs> and she'll fall in love with my anger. Of course, I think because I
0: live in the American South, and words, I'm used to this stuff being so everywhere in my world, no uh, <laughs> it's easier to understand. <laughs> like,
3: I you, do not okay, I
0: can see how mind. someone might do for that.
3: I am Let's see how that might really work mind. in a fantasy setting. Besides, <laughs> I like you not. If you will know my house, 'tis at the Tuft of I mean, I think... by.
2: Feel free to to correct me, but I think the, the success of a strong fantasy script is actually how much of the real world is in that fantasy world, because you don't want to read or watch something or listen to something which is completely fancy, where every creature is completely invented. Um, I think it's nice to have some kind of something to grab onto as, as real, be that chickens or sheep.
0: No, I definitely agree.
3: Why, I am sorry for thee, gentle Sylvia. We, we, we have a dragon in. Script,
2: but that dragon wouldn't be as impactful if you, if, if, you know in love, they were giving love your shepherding my baby dragon
0: legs.
3: Both yeah. I would have you.
0: Now well, I'm almost you wishing I'd use that idea though. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That would be absolute hell to, to put together. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. every other line would be fire.
0: <laughs> It'd be like those l- weird little like, dragon-donkey hybrid things from Shrek.
2: Yeah, that was what jumped to my head as well.
0: <laughs> there you go, folks. You've got Shrek and Shakespeare at the same time. Never thought that I hope now
3: and then a smile. Well, if you think
0: about it, and Shrek on kind on of is a Shakespearean God. character,
3: now you know, so. To me, not very well, please, please elaborate. He well, he,
0: and the that the old he's kind of a grouch, and you've got Shakespeare characters who are a grouch. Him, and he goes that, on a, he goes been been on a, a journey, boy. he falls in love, Did he, he gets angry again about it. And then he the he has a happily ever after, and probably days. the happily ever after part is the most unrealistic uh, thing in not terms of comparing good. Shrek to a Shakespeare but character. Sure, <laughs> well, yes, Absolutely, there are very few happily ever afters in Shakespeare. The
3: best thing um, in him is his but
0: other than, is his than that, than than that I mean, yeah, Shrek kind of has a Shakespearean character. To it me.
3: He is not very tall. For his you
2: can definitely place Donkey as a fool as well.
3: So so. Oh yeah. Yet as well, there was a pretty redness in his lip, a little riper and more lusty red than that mixed in his cheek. 'Twas just the difference between. Donkey the would
0: probably be somewhere between.
3: Hmm. There be some women, hmm. had they marked him in part. Probably somewhere between Festy and
0: with Touchstone. But
3: for my <laughs> I love him not.
0: Somewhere between super smart and super like annoying. Somewhere in between. There.
3: I think what, what
2: the characteristic that I, I can see most in donkey as well as um, a Shakespearean fool is the sense that they're both can be quite wise without realizing it.
3: So a lot of the, a
2: lot of the kind of seeming nonsense that. Um, the fooling F- King Lear, says, of is often, the like, the most wise things mentioned heart. in play. And, and Donkey has his heart. moments, as well.
0: <laughs> he does.
2: Never thought I'd have that discussion, but it's an interesting comparison.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On the Shakespeare commentaries, the anything is possible. Also as the <laughs> <Wild Bill variety laughs> I decided to use a little as bit more. Like
1: Jaunty music for the credits on this one.
2: Featuring I like this, Alex this is Buzz, catchy. Alexandra Elroy as Rosalie. Vin <laughs> <Steam tune. laughs> MK as Touchstone. Laura E. Richcreek as Phoebe. Olivia Steele as Celia. Matt and of course Chipotle we
0: have uh, Brian Reed.
2: Silvius. Zoe Von Embler as Audrey. Reading our credits. Christopher Gilstrap Got as the, like, excellent credit reading voice as Sir Oliver Martex slash Hyman. That must be and a boring job. He is very <laughs> good. <laughs> Written by William Shakespeare. Or frustrating, Adapted, all those names.
0: By <laughs> by I Lawrence. imagine all those Assistant names are frustrating after, after a while.
2: Music by Stephen O'Brien. I don't know. I kind of think it would be O'Brien. fun. But, but then again, I, I, I like directing Shakespeare, so. <laughs> this <is> <laughs> so I'm just production. that kind of person. Just well, that kind of person. More information, visit we'll audio.
0: see
1: you all next time, everyone. Thanks
3: for listening. I... We will. Peace.